0: to help you live a maximized life for more information visit greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com here's dr leanne
1: good morning thanks for joining You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can always check us out online at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Today, today we are talking about asymptomatic benefits of chiropractic. So what does that mean? So remember, a symptom is uh, how you feel, right? And what's really awesome, so I have this review of literature. It is, I'm going to read you the title of this, but then we'll break it down. It is the objective physiological changes and associated health benefits of chiropractic adjustments in asymptomatic subjects. So what does that mean? So basically what that means is that asymptomatic would be uh, normal, pain-free, healthy, free from physical injury, right? And so these are ones that said, if you were to look at, if you were to go into a chiropractic office, so say you were to walk into my office, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, and you walk through the front doors and you say, Dr. Leanne, I am asymptomatic, normal, pain-free, and healthy, Free from physical injury. Would an adjustment benefit me? I would say yes, right? And this is where people are like, chiropractors are crazy. I am super crazy for a lot of regards. This aspect is actually not one of them. (laughs) That there is objective, so measurable. Subjective is how you feel. Well, I felt great when I came in and I felt great when I left. This is objective, so measurable physiological changes that come from adjustments when you have no symptoms. For example, one that I'll reference is blood pressure, right? There's been research now that's shown that chiropractic helps blood pressure might not feel any difference, but it's measurable. Or stomach ulcers, or um, immune system, or pupillary light reflex, or circulation, or lung volume, right? This is where I kind of... um, All these different things. So I'm actually going to talk about some of these studies. I literally want, when you're like, if I have no pain, why should I be adjusted? Or I have no pain, I'm healthy. Why would an adjustment ever benefit me? This is what I want to talk about so often. And what really got my brain moving through all of this is because more recently, we have had a pretty substantial influx in medical doctors who have been referring to our office which is great. It's been so so if you are one of those people, medical doctors who are listening, pulmonologists, PCPs, thank you. I greatly appreciate it. We will take great care of them, educate them, and then allow them to see if our office is a good fit for them. And you know, 10 years ago, I I barely got any, right? Ten years ago, I barely got any. And now I, th- I think the the thought process is changing a little bit because we're realizing, you know, especially pain, th- a lot of it has been from pain management standpoint, osteoarthritis since, you know, degenerative disc disease, osteoarthritis. It's one of the things that we do specialize in our office. Those are the aspect of things that we we look at and we're like, hey, guess what? Maybe there's another way. Maybe it's not the conventional way. Maybe it's not the way that we were taught in school or we were raised or part of the kind of standard of care for that allopathic model. Maybe this is a little bit different. Maybe it's a little bit outside the box. But what's great about that is that now there has what we've known, right? You can ask me all the time, hey, Dr. Leanne, do you think that blood pressure is affected by chiropractic care. And it can be. Every time? No, not necessarily. Just like every time you take uh, medication, does it have the same result? No, not every time. It varies from person to person. Sometimes you have to change or alter, but that's what we do, right? And so to see some of these, when I start to see this research, the asymptomatic benefits of chiropractic, it's great, but Especially if you talk to a, an older school doc. You know, I've been I've been out in practice for over a decade now, which is crazy. It's crazy to think about. Uh, but if you talk to doctors that have been out in practice for decades or multiple decades, they'd be like, yeah, I knew that for years. So when they, they go through these studies and you're like, yeah, can this help with lung volume? And they're like, I, I, one of the main things that people say following regular chiropractic adjustments is that I sleep better, I breathe better, I have more energy, and I have better ball movements. That's probably like the four most common that I see. And you're like, oh, you breathe better. And you're like, yeah. Well, I could tell you those people have no idea about when we talk about like forced vital capacity, like FVC, or forced expiratory volume, FEV. No one's actually looking at that thing. They're just like, I don't know. I just feel like I breathe better. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, but there's actually research. So those are the things I want to touch base on is some of these research studies and the results that they've seen so that when someone comes in and says, hey, I don't have any symptoms, should I be adjusted? Now in the back of your mind, you're like, I actually know all of the things that get better while I'm under chiropractic care. Now, again, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter. This is also one where whenever I hear of an individual who says, don't see a chiropractor once once you see him once you're gonna you got to see him for the rest of your life guys ever hear that or is it just me don't see a chiropractor once you see him once you got to see him for the rest of your life and i see that is a missed opportunity for education that's what i i truly see because that's like saying hey don't eat a salad Because once you eat a salad once, you'll have some energy and you'll want to eat salads for the rest of your life. Or like, hey, don't exercise. Don't you dare exercise. You might have so much energy. You might have this big shot of endorphins. You might sleep the best you ever have and start working out once. You probably want to work out for the rest of your life. (laughs) And you're like, that sounds absurd when you say it out loud don't brush your teeth once. My mouth might feel nice and clean. You got to brush your teeth for the rest of your life. Like, come on. Come on. You're just not educated. First and foremost, you don't have to do anything for the rest of your life if you're an adult. You can do whatever you want. You can get adjusted once and never get adjusted again in our office. You can get adjusted 10 times and never get adjusted again. You can get adjusted not come, and then come back and still get adjusted. And you want to know what? You can do whatever you want. I tell this to every single person who walks in. You don't have to get adjusted for the rest of your life. I, as an educator, will will try to inform you about benefits of being adjusted for the rest of your life, but the great thing about your health as an adult is it's your choice. You get to make the decision on whether or not you put that fast food burger in your mouth. You make a decision to put that drink up to your lips. You make the decision on whether or not you're going to go to the gym. You make a decision whether or not you're going to light up that cigarette. You make that decision for your health. It is you make the decision if you skip going to the dentist for the next five years, right? Like you make that decision and it's no different with chiropractic. It's no different. But So why would you do anything of those things different? Well, because you were educated. Because you know that smoking causes lung cancer. You know smoking causes COPD. So I'm not going to do that. Okay. It's a good decision. You based it on education. Hey, I'm not going to eat that fast food. Why? Because I know that it causes diabetes. It causes hypertension. It causes obesity. So I'm going to make that decision not to put that in my mouth. I'm going I'm to make a healthy salad at my house. I'm going to put that in my mouth. I'm going to feed and fuel my cells right? I'm going to make that decision as an adult. But that education is everywhere, right? That has been in front of us. Eat right, exercise, go to the dentist. The difference with chiropractic is that no one's ever had this in front of you that said, hey, you have this spine and you need to take care of that spine because if you don't, that rate of degeneration happens faster depending on what, right? So no one's ever, so here I am. Here I am, Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, here to educate you about when you say, hey, I want to take care of my health for the rest of my life, where I personally say, in order to be as healthy as you possibly can be, adjustments should be a part of that. And there's actual objective physiologic research, changes that happen when you do this, and research that supports those changes, And so the first one that I'm going to talk about is going to be duodenal ulcers, stomach ulcers. And I'm going to dive down deep into that research next.
0: You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne. Welcome back.
1: You're listening to maximize your life, Dr. Lee Ann Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. Or you can always schedule an appointment online. Greenwood Family Chiropractic.com. That's Greenwood Family Chiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today we are talking about asymptomatic benefits of chiropractic. Right? The thing you might have feared forever. Don't see a chiropractor once. You have to see them for the rest of your life. You're like, mm-hmm. I want to be seen for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, uh, how much would that blow your friend's mind? If, like, your, your cranky old buddy Steve's like, yeah, I don't see him once. You gotta see him for the rest of your life. And you're like, dude, Steve, I want to see them for the rest of my life because my very smart chiropractor educated me, my doctor educated me about health and wellness. Like most people, yes, I understand. Most people go to see a chiropractor because they have headaches, neck pain, and back pain. I understand that. Most of those people will see resolve with that headache, neck pain, and back pain, and depending on the severity of it, whatever span of time. So then if, if your headaches, neck pain, and back pain go away, then why would you still keep getting adjusted? This is one where you say, hey, there are reasons. Now, a couple things about these research studies that I wanted to touch base on, first and foremost, because you're always going to have those cranky naysayers. I know you're out there. I don't want emails. Thank you. Now, and I think the biggest one when I bring up these research studies is that they're, they're smaller cohorts. Right, They're not, we're not looking at 100,000, we're not looking at 10,000 people. We're likely not looking at 1,000 people, right? These are smaller cohorts. And so oftentimes we judge the validity by there's more people. And I understand that, right? The more people you have, the more people you're tested on, the more you can get like a a, a data range. I get it. Here's what's different though. We as chiropractors are little guys. <laughs> I talk about drug money, like, oh my gosh, what would I do with drug money? I don't even know. I don't. Even, who knows? Who change the world with drug money? I'm sure that's probably what they think they're doing, but they. Uh, I was looking at this, so like, how much they really spend. It's interesting you know they they spend on average from like a marketing standpoint just to market right like sponsored by Pfizer sponsored by AstraZeneca sponsored by I have yet to see a chiropractor sponsor any of those things because we don't have the the change in the money just to go around here's what's uh Here's what they, from a, a research and development standpoint, R and D, uh, in 2019, the ph- pharmaceutical industries spent 83 billion dollars on research and development. Guess who pa- Guess what research and development pays for? Research. So when you're like, oh yeah, I had this research study and there was 150 thousand people. Well, do you think those people who 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 work on that, re- do you think they do it for free? Think all the time like publishing and getting those people to come in. Some of them do for some of them don't, right? Nothing get real. If something in life is free, right? sounds too good to be true. Probably is. So you have these chiropractors who, we, you know, we we come together and we pay for a state association so that the state association can maybe have all these chiropractors underneath them to do bigger things and help pay for these studies. But it's not it's drug, I mean, when you talk about like $83 billion, $83 billion in 2019, <laughs> I can almost guarantee that that state association, if they had every chiropractor in the state pay them annually for the year, in a hundred years, they still, in a thousand years, they would, a hundred thousand years, they would still not have $83 billion, right? Right? So these are individual doctors who have a love, a heart, a passion, a calling, and they've seen a need, and they've filled the gap. So if you feel it on your heart that you're like, oh, that's not a big cohort, that's okay. Again, keep it to yourself. We There's a lot more that you'll see here. Oh, and here's like a quick side note, something that's kind of interesting, because I was like, you would think that from a, a marketing standpoint, it would be pennies in the bucket compared to research and development though that being said in the united states this is just for drug ads i actually had a a pretty hard time finding the total number of all the drug companies just in drug ads in 1997 it was 17.7 billion dollars annually jumped up to 30 billion in 2016 30 billion so that was just what i could Find from a marketing position, and they said, Oh, by the way, that jump was a great jump in 2016 because simultaneously the total US spending on prescription drugs skyrocketed from 116.4 billion to 329 billion dollars spending in drugs. So they're like, It's working, keep all that marketing dollars up. Wild, anyways. So now let's talk. This was published in Journal of Manipulative Physiological Therapies published in June of 1994. The use of spinal manipulation therapy in treatment of duodenal ulcers. Pilot study. Right? So, duodenal ulcers. Let's talk about this first and foremost. I'm going to I'm going to go through these studies, but I'm going to make it so that everyone can understand what this is. So, duodenal ulcers. Um It's a stomach ulcer or like a peptic ulcer So in your small intestine. So your duodenum, your duodenum, however you want to pronounce it, is the first aspect of your stomach. So a peptic ulcer or like a stomach ulcer is a sore on the lining of your stomachs or the first part of your intestines, right? That's why if the ulcer is in your your duodenum, it's called a duodenal ulcer, stomach ulcer. That's kind of where people know. There are different causes, for there, but here's what I think is super interesting. So they took a group of people, uh, adult men and women ranging in age from 18 to 44 years old with endoscopically confirmed diagnosis of ulcer disease, right? So they went in with a camera and literally took pictures to make sure that there really was an ulcer. The outcome of 24 cases of uncomplicated ulcerous disease treated by usual medical methods was analyzed as a control, right? So the control group received traditional medical treatment, which was drug therapy and diet. Drug therapy. What do people typically use for this? Um, Pepsid, heartburn relief, protonics, omeprazole. Mm, What else is on here? think those are probably the most most common right heartburn relief all those things so they basically said there's two groups right one group we're going to get them adjusted so the experimental group received spinal manipulative therapies so adjustments from five to 22 days in length with a range of three to 14 procedures so anywhere between one week to three weeks In anywhere between there, individuals received anywhere from 3 to 14 adjustments, basically. And then again, the control group received traditional medical treatment. The dietary regimen was standard for both groups, right? So they're like, both of you follow these nutritional dietary guidelines, but you guys are going to get drug therapy and you guys are going to get adjustments. And... They said the effectiveness of the treatment was evaluated by using clinical parameters and endoscopic evaluation performed weekly. So not only did they say, hey, we want to know how you're feeling, but we're also going to go in on a weekly basis and we're going to take pictures of this ulcer to see how it's doing. Conclusion. The use of adjustments, spinal manipulative therapy, resulted in pain relief after one to nine days. So on average, about 3.8 days. And clinical remission, an average of 10 days earlier than traditional treatment. So not only did they say, hey, anywhere from 1 to 9 days, average of 4, people felt better. So of these groups, people who got adjusted felt better. Clinic parameters said, I felt better, 3.8 days, 4 days sooner. But clinical remission of the average 10 days earlier than traditional care. Ten, they healed 10 days faster. And so when you're like, gosh, what does that have to do with anything? Remember your nervous system, only 7% of the nerves in your body go to things that feel pain, 93 are function. It's muscles, that's organ systems. Look at your autonomic nervous system. If you're wondering more about how that works, your autonomic nervous system, right? So your brain and spinal cord are what control everything. So why would it be that an adjustment, the people who got adjusted healed 10 days faster. Remember, health is your body's ability to heal and function at 100%, not just merely the absence of sickness or disease. Health is your body's ability to heal. And so when people say, gosh, yeah, I just feel better, I actually great story had a gentleman who came in who was on three different medications for acid reflux and stomach ulcers and after his first adjustment and that's the only thing that was the only thing he came into the office with presentation wise and the only reason he started is because his daughter was under care and he wanted to be supportive so he's like i'll do it but you know there's not really much i can get out of this first adjustment they found that um He was like, it got better. And I said, well, of course. He's like, could it really happen that fast? I said, have you changed anything else? He said, no. He proceeded to say, I think a lot of it had to do with my brain though, right? It's like the psychosomatic, I felt better. And I said, all right, I'll play that game for sure. So the first medication that you got and your medical doctor said, hey, you're going to take this medication and it is going to help with your acid reflux and you're going to feel better. Did you believe it? And he said, well, of course. And I said, but did it? And he was like, "It. I mean, it did. And I'm like, but didn't though, because you, you then had to start taking a second one, correct? And he said, yeah. And I said, when that doctor gave you that second medication, did you think that that medication was going to be the one? That one was what's well, going to help you. And he said, well, yeah. Okay. Well, then you got to a third. Now you on a third one. Did you think that third one? Well, okay. I see what you're getting at. I said, I don't think you do though, because if anything, right, if it was all just in the brain, then one, we wouldn't have things like this that give an objective physiologic change. But on the other hand, if you're going to say it's all brain, then let's do this. Every single one of those, every single one that you took, your brain thought, this is what's going to make me better. This is what's going to make me better. And indeed, it did not. Where if anything, every adjustment that you've had, you've naysayed everything. Nope, this isn't. It couldn't be. This is all a farce. This is just a hoax. This is whatever, right? But every single time you improved, how? It's just this, right? So, just one of many when we look at how the body functions and heals. Duodenal ulcers, 10 days faster in terms of healing. Now, when we come back, what about blood pressure? How does that have a play? We'll talk about it next.
0: You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Videos, tips, deals, and more. Find Greenwood Family Chiropractic on Instagram. Here's Dr. Leanne.
1: Power's on, body's healing. That's what we do at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. Or you could always check us out online. Greenwood Family Chiropractic. Greenwood Family. Schedule your initial exam. Now today we're talking simply put, remember I don't necessarily You could be asympt you can be asymptomatic with high cholesterol. You can be symptomatic, right? For like, but so asymptomatic, they more for in regards to this. Asymptomatic, healthy, normal, free from physical injury. Not a reason you would often go see a chiropractor, right? Like that's not, you know, I, I, I see it sometimes. Honestly, over the years and years, I would say that of all the new patients that I've seen, not of all the new patients that I've seen, of them, it's probably even higher, I would say less than a dozen, I've been in practice over a decade, less than a dozen people have walked in and said, Dr. Leanne, I just want you to know that I feel really well and I just want to ensure that I continue to keep feeling really well. Now, on the other side of things, if you look at the majority of our practice at Greenwood Family Chiropractic, they, I would say that they are wellness-based. They, they saw resolve in their initial chief complaint. Not to say that life doesn't come and new things don't arise, but for the most part, what they came in with resolved itself. So why do they keep coming? And that's, that's one when we talk about like being well and staying well. Huh. <laughs> okay, listen to this. So funny, so funny. I have a patient who, um, wonderful, wonderful man, just, gosh, awesome. Anyways, I sat down and met with him, couple weeks back because he had uh, a flare-up of some sort he noticed a lot more numbness and tingling in his feet and so we kind of went through like a what's what are we doing next like are we staying the path do we need to make some changes what happened what's going on like how do we navigate through these new waters right so I sat down and met with him and he was like okay here's what I have my EMG my MRI we have his x-rays um New presentation, what he's doing, how it happened. And he's gone to two spinal guys, like orthopedic surgeons. And one of them was like, I don't want to do surgery. It'll cause instability. You'll likely get worse. That one surgery will parlay into all the other ones. So do things as conservatively as you can until you can't any longer. Fair, right? This patient has, I mean, very very end stages of degeneration and so we're doing our best as well to navigate through all of those and the other spinal surgeon you all know what he said he was like well you got that way under chiropractic didn't you and I was like i I'm sorry. Let me take a step back. Is he saying that we caused it? And he was like, no, he's just saying like, I mean, you were under regular chiropractic care and now you have new numbness in your feet. So uh, you got that way under chiropractic care. And I was like, let's call him George, the patient George. George, look at your x-rays. George, the amount of degeneration you've had in there is like three and a half to four decades Right, So you weren't under chiropractic care that whole time. You surely weren't under chiropractic care in our office that whole time. And when have you ever had someone been like, hey, you're going to need a root canal. Or like, right, you have a cavity. And I say, well, why do you keep going back to that dentist? You got that cavity under their care anyways, didn't you? Like, wh- what? That is so nonsensical. <sighs> Oh, so nonsensical. But you got to listen. The body's really smart. The body does the right thing at the right time. So much of this stuff is just defense mechanisms, right? So there, I'm going to tell you about blood pressure. University of Chicago, um, Journal of Human Hypertension, published in May, March 2nd of 2007. Now, so many people say, well, I it, would it be bad, though? Like, I already have low blood pressure. And this is one that from an adjusting standpoint, adjustments help reach homeostasis. Homeostasis is the body's ability to be well, right? To be neutral, to be well, homeostasis. So, if you have low blood pressure and we adjust C1, it is not going to drop your blood pressure more. I hope that makes sense to people because people become concerned and they're like, well, I can't get it. Should I not get adjusted because I have too low blood pressure? No. No. That's... 100% not how it happens. Now, um, here is the research article. Again, uh, published in University of Chicago Medicine, Journal of Human Hypertension, published online March 2nd of 2007. So it was a Chicago area study of 50 individuals with a misaligned atlas vertebra right? Atlas is C1. Atlas is where the world sits. The world would be your brain, right? So the very, very top. So if you feel behind your jaw and in front of your ear, all the way at the top and you pull down, you should feel a little bump. If it's tender, it might be misaligned. But that bump right through there, that's the, the lateral aspect of C1, C1 Atlas. So they looked at the atlas vertebra and high blood pressure After a one-time specialized chiropractic adjustment, blood pressure decreased significantly. The decrease was equal to taking two blood pressure drugs at once, HCTZ and lisinopril. So basically, what they did is they took a group of people and they went in and saw, did they have a misaligned C1 And um, did they also suffer with high blood pressure? Now, the very, very top bone, all the way up through there, above that comes out your cranial nerves, right? Your 10th cranial nerve, for example, is your vagus nerve. That vagus nerve is your wandering nerve. They call it the wandering nerve because it's the longest nerve in the human body uh the vagus nerve innervates the lungs and the heart and stomach and digestion and so um when you're looking the the vagus nerve is one of they're like i don't know how it happens what we believe that um it's likely has to deal with uh, vagus nerve irritation because they found that chiropractic and vagal nerve irritation can also lead to like Heart palpitations, too. So when you're like, oh, that's another research study we can talk about. It didn't get rid of dysrhythmic heart functions. That was a research study. Dysrhythmic heart functions. So they didn't call it AFib. They called it dysrhythmic heart functions in the research study. Didn't get rid of it. Chiropractic didn't get rid of it. But what it did is that the uh, episodes that happen, the amount of episodes decreased. When that episode would arise, the duration of that episode also decreased fun fact but that's not that's what we're talking about right now we're talking about blood pressure (laughs) and so uh, what they did is they did a cervical analysis that included skin temperature postural analysis pre-alignment x-rays and supine leg length checks um, those who had high blood pressure and misaligned were enrolled in the study. Data from the assessment were used by the chiropractor to plan the alignment. Half of the patients received carefully tailored made adjustments based on their their results. The other half received a sham adjustment which was designed to be indistinguishable to patients from uh, an authentic alignment, possible only because of the delicacy of this procedure participants were fully assessed again after the alignment as well as at the end of eight weeks right and so this is one where people say oh you could pretend you could pretend you could pretend just like yes does your mindset have an effect on blood pressure absolutely if I locked the door and (laughs) it set fire if I turned on the news and said you had to stay home for 15 days to slow the spread? Like, would that, how would your blood pressure be? Like, would it make a change? Absolutely, right? So can it have it the other way? Absolutely. Um, But they did say that the authors found that the improvement in the blood pressure, both systolic and diastolic, right? So the top and the bottom. Here's what's really interesting. Let's look at the actual numbers of that. They found through this study that the reduction in systolic, so the first blood pressure number, was decreased by 17. A reduction in the diastolic, the second blood pressure number, was reduced by 10. This reduction was sustained over an eight-week period with no adverse side effects. So does that mean that everyone who walks into the office who gets C1 very specifically adjusted, we do something where we actually open up your mouth to take x-rays it's an A to P open mouth we want to see if there's any ligamentous damage rotation of c1 atlas axis um are we going to get everyone who's just like oh my gosh it goes down does it is it affected yes but if you leave my office and you're a little stress monster and you eat taco bell and you never exercise are you going to see the results that you could see in total with living a healthy lifestyle and getting adjusted no no it is helpful when you do all of the things, but that's one where you're like, how? What does chiropractic have to do with blood pressure? University of Chicago Journal of Human Hypertension, published March second of two thousand and seven. So look, I mean, it's and that's one too where people come in and they're like, well, can chiropractic help with this? And we don't we don't treat anything. I think that's super important. You can't you can come in and say I have high blood pressure, and we're gonna say great good let's look let's look at your nervous system let's look at the brain stem spinal cord c1 we don't have a blood pressure adjustment although this research study bears to differ a little bit but we're still adjusting misalignment of c1 right when you look at with ulcers we don't have an ulcer adjustment what we're looking for is thoracic vertebra that are, are misaligned right because those are the ones that go up to the stomach t9 through t12 right so when we're looking at that, we don't treat anything. That would that would be outside of our scope. We would never do that, right? What we do is we treat vertebral misalignments. We treat musculoskeletal. But where are those things attached to? So people say, well, can you help me with my blood pressure? I, I don't know. I don't know if we can help you with your blood pressure. I don't know if we can help you with your... But let's get down to the root cause. Let's see if there's any misalignment that's putting pressure on those nerves that's not allowing for flow, communication, and function and healing of that organ system, and then let's go from there. That's really what we want to see. That's what we do as chiropractors. Headache, neck pain, and back pain, that's what brings you in. But education, people say, well, I don't have high blood pressure. Why would I get adjusted if I don't have ulcers and I don't have high blood pressure and I don't have heart palpitations and I don't have right, diabetes and I don't have circulation problems? And the, the same answer would be, like, why, why do you still keep seeing the dentist if you don't have root canals and you don't have cavities and you don't have receding gums? Why do you keep doing it then? It's, a, it's an investment in your health, so it doesn't happen. Now, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter. Today, we're talking about objective, measurable, physiologic changes in asymptomatic subjects, Hey, I'm feeling good. Normal, healthy, no big deal. Should I get adjusted? Actual measurable differences that happen on a cellular level in the body. This one I just think is great. I see this so often that I honestly forgot about it and maybe wasn't going to talk about it, but I feel like it's so noteworthy. Is that so this was a research study conducted several controlled blind studies um to assess the effects of unilateral, so one-sided, spinal adjustments on asymmetry in asymptomatic patients, right? So when you're like, I don't have very good range of motion. Results demonstrated that cervical, so neck adjustments helped with the lateral flexion asymmetries, right, in the cervical spine. So you bend your head over to the left, you can go really far. You bend your head over to the right, you can't. You say, gosh, I can really look well over my left shoulder, but I can't really as much my right. What happens is, from a cervical standpoint, when those bones are where they should be, you have this nice fluid range of motion. Though so that being said, when a bone shifts out of place, misalignment, subluxation, that's where you'll oftentimes see that decreased range of motion. Over time, the problem with those consequences of loss of range of motion is oftentimes tissue atrophy because of immobilization. Right? Most people understand an arm cast analogy. If you put a cast on your arm, does it get stronger or weaker? It gets weaker. Why? Because motion is life. And so what happens is is when you immobilize a joint, that joint tissue can become atrophied, which on that Uh, to elaborate more on that, the longer that it's there with that atrophy, it increases the instability in the cervical spine, which therefore increases the rate of degeneration. So sometimes people say, well, my loss of range of motion is because I have bone spurs. And it's kind of one where you're like, really likely those bone spurs came because of that loss of mobility, because of that atrophy that increased the rate of degeneration. It's one of my favorite things. So this basically showed that there was ample uh, improvement in range of motion as a health benefit and contributes to improved function. This is when people are like, you you know what I noticed the most? Like when I drive, I can actually turn my neck. I always joke. I think that once patients start in the office, they should get a decrease on their car insurance because they are wildly safer drivers when you can actually move your head to see and you just don't hope you don't run over something because you can't see behind your shoulder, right? And so when you're talking about motion is life, if you don't move it, you lose it. You've heard that before. And that same thing happens with the spine. And we think sometimes because we're getting up and we're walking and all of these things, then... And you're moving but I'm talking about actual spinal movements right from side to side front and back around the joint plane itself not like I walked from my car to my office I walked from the office through the grocery store we're like I'm moving I'm talking about you know the X, Y, Z axis around those vertebra, that is what actually can help move. And so when you talk about range of motion, something as simple as like getting adjusted can help put those bones back into proper alignment to it oftentimes, depending on the degenerative process can help break up fibrous adhesions to get more mobility through those joint spaces. And so all again, we're looking at the big overall picture is when you're talking about motion is life. Why is there a lack of range of motion? And you can do the general stretching and strengthening, which is fine for the larger surrounding muscle groups, your paraspinals, your neck muscles, your trapezius. But what we're doing more so is really looking at those small, intricate muscles, right? Like your multifidus muscle. When was the last time you stretched that out? Not sure. That's what we do in the office, right? And so those are just ones when you're looking at general range of motion. It's one of the things that's so important. Even I remember... Years back, there was a MLB baseball pitcher. And he said, they said, what is your most valuable asset? And he said, my flexibility. His flexibility is a pitcher. Like, a really, I can't remember who it was. It was years ago. But I was like, how cool is that to think range of motion is best benefit? So it just increases the quality of life. They also monitored changes in blood pressure, heart rate, and plasma uh, catecholamine levels, too. Uh, and saw it improved there so just some some great things around chiropractic so I started to dive in I am not done I have quite a bit more when we talk about pupillary light reflex let's talk about lung volume several more asymptomatic benefits of chiropractic next week you won't want to miss it I always look forward to more education I appreciate your time look forward to next week remember your power is on